This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of All Bases Covered, the podcast helping you navigate the beauty industry and cut through the bullshit. Hello, hello, Lisa. I felt like I had something to ask you about this week that was eventful. Oh, but we haven't had a very eventful week, have we? I'll tell you what it was. What? My Liberty Bell facial. Yay! Yes! yes, yes. <laughs> Read your mind. I went to Liberty Bell and I had a derma sweep on the weekend. It was not just a derma sweep. It was a derma sweep and a, like, well, they obviously do, the, like, the serum infusion as they do it. And mm. then it what was... What is a derma sweep, though? It's a microdermabrasion pen. So it kind of, like, is, like little gritty exfoliation you can't feel a thing like it's very gentle i believe and so they do that with the like gritty exfoliating one that sucks as well so it's like sucking out all of your dead skin and your gunk Mm -hmm. and then it does but the suction's not even like so strong that it's like my face is stuck in the wand you know not like my vacuum to the carpet not like your vacuum to the carpet (laughs) exactly and then it's I got an AHA and an LED and Ooh. yeah it was lovely. A nice multifaceted facial. Yes, I'm really regretting because mine's on Tuesday mm. and like I probably should have not picked at this pimple and just like let it develop and yeah. they could have like gone. Because I had two and she did have to go around them. She was like, "Oh, you've got are you a picker?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, shame. <laughs> Don't judge me." Uh, okay. I have two pieces of feedback. Lovely experience, very wonderful facial, and I was surprised that it was more than just the derma sweep, which is really nice. There's nothing worse than when you go in for a facial and then it's over, like, yes. quicker than you even lay down, and then you're like, oh, what a waste. I feel so sad. Yeah. Uh, it was a little bit more of a clinical facial than I'm used to, because I'm used to more, like, going to little company, yeah. being fully pampered and immersed in it, mm-hmm. and because of the extractions, it's not a particularly, like, comfortable, relaxing yeah, experience. Yeah. Uh, and I want something in between because I'm same. with you and I actually have a facial for the little company as well. And whenever I leave little company, I I'm fall so asleep. relaxed. Mm. It's delightful. The whole experience makes me just feel so beautiful. Yeah. But I'm always like, in terms of what's been done to my face, it's probably something I could have been do- done at home except with exceptional touch and finesse and all of that. Yes. But then I feel like... The Liberty Bell, I'm going to love it, and then come home and be like, oh, I kind of wanted a bit of a foot massage. Yeah. So I just want both. If I had been in the beautiful weighted doona that they put on you, a yes. little company. And the weighted, like, eye thing that they drag slowly off your face. Yeah. Ooh. That would have been... Just enough for you. Cherry on top. Like, oh actually, God, I would have taken my own weighted blanket. <laughs> you should. You really should. I did find myself, um, when I had the LED light on, because you obviously have to lie there for ages and nothing else is happening. Yes. I did find myself do a little, like, jolt. Like, I'd fallen into, like, that light yes, stage the of sleep. Jerk. Yes, Yes, I got that. So that was nice. Um, and then I made the biggest mistake of my life, and she said to me, you cannot wear makeup after this facial. And I went, yes, I don't plan to. <laughs> and then you went to a wedding, and then four hours later. <laughs> yes, and then I went to a wedding and put a full face of makeup on moments afterwards uh-huh. and ended up with... I would say a decent amount of congestion on my forehead and I, you know it could go either way I could blame the fact that the facial was extracting and I had the AHA or I could just say I fucked up and I shouldn't yeah. have put makeup on so I'm gonna go with the latter but the AHA was wonderful considering I do a like AHA peel at home with the doctor dentist twice a week I had dead skin, which was really great. Like, I love when it's, like, lots... Yeah, little light bits of dead skin that you have to, like, kind of roll off your face afterwards. That was good. That's so fun. So, yeah, that was my little Liberty Bell facial experience. And congratulations to the two listeners who are part of the clinical trial. Yes. How was your week? Good. Has absolutely flown by. I feel like we were just here. Yeah, same. You getting a new foster, though? Yeah. What's his name? Do we know? Charlie. Oh, such a... He seems like Charles. a Charles. Yes. He's a Charles. He's a... Okay, guys. This is really overwhelming because I love Border Collies. Yeah. And Brenton's... And I love Golden Retrievers. And Brenton's family dog was a Golden Retriever. And for a while there, he was like, I can never have another Golden Retriever. And I was like, well, that's fine because we're never going to find a Golden Retriever. Mm. And also sometimes they're quite dumb, but they are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful dogs. And they're also... The most beautiful souls. They'd be a really good foster brother or sister, like, because it's just their nature. Mm. Anyway, the dog that I'm getting to foster, mm. which I will have by the time this goes up. is a, And for the rest of her life. Yeah, <laughs> is a Border Collie Cross Golden Retriever. He's red. Are we going to keep him? 
I really can't be fucked having a second dog because I'm like, there's so much, like, it's such a lifestyle change. Like, I have to do so many walks a day and, like, I'd have to have another dog at my wedding. And then when we have a foster, like, that's a lot of work to do when there's three. I don't plan on keeping him, but I think this will be one of the hardest ones. But I haven't met him yet. Like, he could, I might not grow like to him, you know? Yes, you will. Uh, speaking of dog content, no, I'm kidding. Uh, that's the tea on that. So, Katie Jane Hughes, did you see, has launched a brush collaboration this week with Spectrum. No, I didn't see that, but I feel like I already knew that, so she must have been talking about them well before they launched. Yeah, they've been talking about them and teasing them for a while. Absolutely. Ooh, fun shapes. Yeah. A bit Smith-esque. Yes, very Smith-esque, which is why I wanted to talk about them. They've got beautiful olive green colored handles and they're all white bristled brushes they are synthetic cream colored bristles that are complemented with a pale gold hued furl 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 don't get it in the furl furl the bit that holds all of the hairs together that you can't get wet. Yeah. Feral. Oh my god, I've thought about it too much. It's this just is like when it's you spelled F E R R U L E. Feral. Feral. Yeah. But not like feral. Not feral. feral. No. Yeah. Yeah. Feral. Fer- Will feral. Yeah. Feral. Sure. <laughs> We're gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> Someone's gonna have a aneurysm listening to that. Do you know what other word I do that with? What? Tartar and tartare. You know, like. Oh yeah, tartar sauce. And and like steak. Tata, and I'm like, oh. steak tate. No, no, tata sauce. No, tate. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> very good. Uh, they also come with a microfiber towel and a little tube case, all in, well, the tube case is vegan leather. They're all in this beautiful olive green hue. And anyway, they look stunning. And anything that Katie Jane Hughes puts her name against, I will want to purchase. I'm not going to buy them though, because they're 235 US dollars for the set, Oof. which means that they are about $300 Australian. Yeah. However, they are a 25-piece brush set and they have everything from face to eye brushes. So if you wanted to spend a crap ton of money on a beautiful set of brushes, maybe this is a great way to go. That is a great way to go. I... So they have they have their... Pla- oh, yeah, I like the holder. Sigma used to do one like that and the colour is a beautiful olive green. green. <laughs> um, I always feel a bit conflicted when people do a full set because... In some ways, it is really hard to buy a big, elaborate value set. And when you need one, it's great. Mm. But when you're like me and you literally own... I must own, like, over 300 brushes. Something ridiculous. I don't need a whole set. I just want to pick the shapes that I like. I'm sure they will sell them individually at some point if they don't already. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, moving right along. Today, what grab? The one that's like, for the love of God. The discontinued grab. Oh, I wasn't going to do the discontinued okay, grab. Okay, <laughs> What did you talk about? I was going to talk about the fact that today, Decium has become a billion-dollar company. Oh, wow. Yeah. They B- are billion with a B? Billion with a B. Uh, for billion. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> So, the story from the cut has has uh, the first sentence. Today, Decium is a unicorn, a startup valued at over $1 billion. Free to frolic in the enchanted meadow with other mystical beauty unicorns such as Glossier, Anastasia Beverly Hills, and Pat McGrath Labs. Today, they announced that they're increasing their stake in the company to 76%, and they paid $1 billion to do so, bringing the company's valuation to $2.2 billion. And they... So they were already a billion-dollar company. No, well... $1 billion and they were, now they're two... They own a billion dollars in, in like, cash asset, I think, which is why they're able to say that. You can value a company more than it's, like, worth in uh-huh, cash flow uh-huh, because uh-huh. it's the purchase price, yeah. So that means... And they've also said that they're planning to buy out the whole company in, like, the next five years or something like that. Oh. So they will own... Estee Lauder will own 100% of Decium by that time. So isn't that great for them? Wowza. Yep. Big news. And in other massive beauty news... Play the grab. (laughs) Send me all of your residual stock, please, for the love of God. Becca. Becca Cosmetics is closing down. The Becca of Champagne Pop. The Becca of Backlight Priming Filter. The Becca of the Under Eye Corrector. Oh my goodness, Sam Ravendahl's gonna die. (laughs) The grab. She said that she emailed Becca recently and was like i've happened to notice stock levels are low and is it going away and they said no well they haven't discontinued it no wow so if they're dead do we think that someone's going to 
We should read the statement before we start. Yeah, yeah. I, so it. I've got the statement though, and it's pretty vague. Yeah. So it says, "Oh, that's the wrong statement." Okay. <laughs> so it says the global pandemic has had an impact on everyone around the world on many levels. It has also had a tremendous impact on so many businesses. At Becca, an accumulation of challenges, together with the global impact of COVID nineteen, has sadly seen more than our business can withstand, and we have made the heartbreaking decision to close down the Becca brand at the end of September twenty twenty one. So. I feel like... This would have been a good episode for Loz to join yes. us. I'm sorry, Becca, and I love you, Becca, and this is terrible. You don't want to hear about it. Becca's an Australian brand that made it big and it's a bit sad. But I feel like, yes, obviously, COVID-19 is a massive thing. Mm. Is it? I haven't heard of it. Oh. Anyway, it's this, like, virus. <laughs> um like a common cold, but worse. Everyone's curling up and cringing and dying in their cars right now. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. But obviously it's a thing. But, like, Becca's massive. And there are brands that are not as massive as Becca that have managed to cope. And obviously the fact that they've said there were contributing factors and then COVID-19 was, like, the icing on the cake. I feel like this was going to happen almost regardless. Isn't it so strange how in the last year or year and a half I don't know what how to quantify time anymore because last year didn't count but around a year ago they started bringing out those random products like the invisible foundation yeah do you remember that yeah, yeah. they've started bringing out like all of these randomized things rogue. that are a bit like innovative or like trying to be innovative do you reckon they just like plowed a whole bunch of money in it to see if they could revive the brand and then they were like oh it didn't work Tough throw out. it in the bin yeah <laughs> there must be like some people must know something because they must have been struggling to be taken out by COVID. But I also feel like, and I can't think of any other examples at this point in time, but I do feel like now is a really good time to bow out because it's like you use COVID not as an excuse. I'm, I'm just going to be harsh. Fuck it. And then let, like pretend that I've softened this. But like use COVID as an excuse so that you don't have to like explain why your company has failed and it's like, oh, another one's like lost it to yeah. COVID and it kind of makes sense when obviously there's other things going on. They have 100% been shutting down portions of what they've been operating for quite a long time. Like, for ages, there's been Becca products for sale on Adore Beauty and then all of their retailers around Australia because they've been reducing or discontinuing the stock of, like, some of their, like, eyeshadow pots or, like, their sticks or whatever they are. And, like, there's been a whole bunch of products from the Becca range that have been slowly being discontinued. Yes. So, yeah, the foundation, which was yes. the Becca Love Something foundation, was, like, on sale places. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So something's been going on behind the scenes. Yeah. I do also wonder whether this is a point in the company where they've gone, we're not as in it anymore, but, like, maybe we can, someone else will take it over. Mm. So maybe they've made this announcement ahead of September to give way for the opportunity for someone to come in and revive Becca or... Yeah, come on, Lauder. Yeah. It won't be the Lauder. They spent way too much money this week. <laughs> they've dropped a billion dollars. They can't afford any more. <laughs> the only person that spent more money than Lauder this week is me. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, and the final piece of beauty news this week is Chris Jenner has announced that she is launching a skincare line. Uh, She's joining the Kardashian beauty yeah. empire. Yeah. But is she actually? She's filed for the trademarks for Chris Jenner Beauty, Chris Jenner Skin, and Chris Jenner Skincare, which might include different products for hair, skin, nails, eyes, cosmetics, fragrances, and more coming soon it's totally going to align with the um final season of keeping up with the kardashians right surely all of it's happening like a perfect little pr storm kim and kanye's divorce settlements and yeah yeah and chloe kardashian's giant engagement ring that she had on her instagram account the other day that they're not talking about like a hundred percent this is all like the culmination of the very biggest final episode of keeping up with the kardashians ever known to mankind Chris Chris is probably going to be like, and the way that I've managed to look this young for the last 10 years mm. hasn't been cosmetic surgery. It's been the skincare line that I've been working on in the background. Oh, and let's not forget Kendall Jenner's tequila line that she launched in the last two weeks. Like, mm. way, to, way for everyone to have a piece of news. What's Kylie going to do? Have another baby. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, what I want to know with the whole 
Jenna Kardashian empire is when do they start competing with each other rather than like building on each other? I don't know. I kind of thought that it happened the first time that uh, Kim bought out makeup because I was like, well, that was a bit of an interesting flex when Kylie had her lip kits and they were the biggest thing known to mankind. I, I don't know. Well, anyway, I guess we'll keep you posted when the Chris Jenner news comes to light in yeah. actual fact. The next thing I wanted to tip out in front of everyone. The bag's so fun! The Cult Beauty b- 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 beauty bonus bag that we got with our beauty order from Cult Beauty. <laughs> it's a beauty bag. Filled with beauty. I'm going to tip it out so this is going to be loud. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> There's so much stuff. Oh my god! Yeah, I haven't looked at any Sorry. of it because I was like, oh my god, there's also Charlotte Tilbury in here. I haven't looked at any of it because I wanted it to be a surprise. Listen to our surprise. Oh my god. This is massive. This is like Christmas. All right, shall we? Everyone's like, what have they got? Mm-hmm. Why are they not speaking in words? Okay. There's some things that are definitely like super deluxe samples and there's some things that are smaller. So there is a small quarterly resveratrol lift serum. There's a little sample of an Augustinus beta face oil. Looks nice. I want this. This is a good night <gasps> drops discovery size 200ml of CBD and essential oils blend. Yes, please. Right up my alley. There's Hum, which is a vitamin brand gummies with benefit. Hyaluronic acid. Wait, with benefit, like C&E. benefit cosmetics? No, gummies with benefits. Oh, yep, yep, yep. These feel squishy and yummy. Like, you know Should how... Should we try s- one now? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's eat vitamins on a podcast. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Oh. They're sort of greasy. Oh, uh, uh. They... Ooh, uh, ooh. <laughs> they smell like... Mm, I totally would have rocked these as a child. Yeah, they're yummy. The texture's not my favourite, but, like, they're not a lolly. No, they taste more like a, like a pastel. Mmm. Or, like, a wine gum. Is that a thing? Mm. Mm-hmm. They're vitamin C and vitamin E. Did you say all this? Hyaluronic acid. Mm. Does that even do anything if you eat it? Guess we'll tell you. I love the taste of that, like, vitamin C capsule vibe. We have the a mini size oh. of the Drunk Elephant Sweet Biome Spray. I was literally about to say... Before we started this podcast, oh my god, I still haven't tried that probiotic spray from Drunk Elephant. Well, now wow. you can. Ooh. We have a Briogeo Don't Despair Repair Strengthening Hair Treatment Oil. Lovely. You can have that. Patchology. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Patchology Mood Patch. Keep smiling. Uh, it's a lip gel, a tea infused aromatherapy lip gel. I hate that. You can have that. Oh. <laughs> lip gels freak me out. Goop Glow. Glycolic acid peel. One face peel. One treatment. Very good. You go. Shani Darden. I felt like <laughs> I said that wrong, but I didn't. Shani. Shani Darden. Retinol Reform Retinol. I've never heard of that brand in my life. Interesting. 5ml serum. We got a Space Masks Interstellar Relaxation Heating Eye Mask. Oh. Are you into that? I don't know. Oh, a Verso Night Cream. Nice. Don't mind if I do. A very good 50ml travel size of the Ren Evercome Cleansing Milk. That's great. You should keep that. Fucking ripper. Brenton this is Brenton. Yeah, thank yeah. you. That's so functional. Uh, one on one skin uh, Thero Cream Day Cream. It's fun. This, this is, is like booty. eight beauty lip boxes. Yeah. Collagen Lip sizes. Bath from Charlotte Tilbury. From Charlotte Tilbury. This must be one of the things that they like put on sale. And, oh, worst colour ever. Will anyone look good in that? Give it to Abby. Will it look good on her? Maybe. Uh, maybe. If any, if it would look good on anyone, it would be Abby. It's like a slightly rosy, salmony tone. Like tangerine coloured? Yeah, I think you've got to have a little bit more melanin than us. Uh, Malin and Getz Grapefruit Face Cleanser. Oh, uh, yeah. That's maybe for Adrian. Aveda Botanical Repair Leave-In Treatment. You hate their stuff after the other week, so yep. not for All you. All the hair shit goes to you. Ah, oh, thanks. Frangipani and Manoy Shower Cream from Elemis. Delightful. Nice. Alpha H Liquid Gold Midnight Reboot Serum. Oh, 14% glycolic acid. Is that even legal? Yeah, I think you can do up to 20 AHA. Wow. Barbara Sturm Face Cream. A Pores Well Aging Complete Face Serum. Never heard of it. And a Perfect Shine Clarifying Scalp Scrub from Nature Lab. Ooh. A lovely muslin cloth. Ah! 
muslin um this side is and the other side oh it's like a face cloth uh, it's a little it's like bit a chamois yeah it's a little bit microfiber isn't it but i like yeah. that it's got a um hanger on it so that you can hang it on your chow yeah. tap that's a bit convenient isn't this almost like like flannel mm. it's almost flannel but it's almost microfiber yeah it's yeah. like halfway between yeah we also got the sarah chapman skin assist facial lift which is i tried to quite understand what it is. It's a contour sculpting and defining tool that looks like one of those like heebie-jeebies that you put on your head and you it's... Right from National Geographic. Yeah. Wait, Australian Geographic? Australian Geographic, yes. And it says it's a facial lift that mimics the unique fast tapping, pinching and knuckling movements of a radiance promoting skinnesis facial massage. Mm, Do you um, want to try it? Try it now. Okay. Uh, I think you meant to go like this. What? <laughs> Put it on your chin and it separates. No? Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you've gone the wrong way. <laughs> Other way. <laughs> oh, holy God, that's good. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. That is great for the TMJ. <laughs> but I will tell you, not good the other <laughs> I wish I caught that on camera. <laughs> For people, they're gonna hate this. <laughs> oh, it feels lovely. Because <laughs> when it's on your chin, you're like, oh, this isn't gonna do anything, and then it starts to go up to your jaw, and you're like, hello. It's covered in my makeup now. Mm, great. I can't imagine that this is gonna stay taut for very long, to be honest. Oh, that's fucking awesome. It's the knobbly bits. Oh, great. What a time to be alive. Should we move into our product trial for this week? Let's. Oh, hang on. And sorry, oh. I just want to quickly cover what I bought and what you bought. Yeah. Wait, didn't we talk about that last week? We did. We mentioned what we bought, but we haven't talked about this lipstick, which I do want to talk about. Okay. The Pillow Talk Charlotte Tilbury Hyaluronic Happy Care Lipstick. Mouthful. The Lisa Stucco Too Thin <laughs> right before we started this episode. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Samantha Ravendell did a review on this because she pur- purchased them as well because obviously they're our favourite kind of lipstick. Yeah. And it's a balmy, hydrating balm, but it's a very, very, very pigmented balmy lipstick. It's like a, it can be a full pigment lipstick if you want oh, to apply okay. it as a shiny lipstick. Yeah. She complained, and I agree with her. The packaging is very cheap feeling. For, you pay a full price lipstick price on this. And it does look like a sample size mascara. Yeah, like, and the cap makes it feel like it's just a lip smacker, even though yeah. it's from Charlotte Tilbury. Yep, sorry. It only winds up and not down. Mm-hmm. And the only other complaint that I have is due to my own genetics and the fact that I have slightly grainy lips and it is a little bit more berry toned than I would have liked for Pillow Talk on me. I like it. And I kind of feel like it looks in line with Pillow Talk on you. Do you? But, like, okay. Pillow Talk is also not maybe your first choice of lipstick. No. It's a tiny bit too cool tone pink. So. Yeah. Kind of my own fault then. Yeah. I'm shocked. I like it more than I thought I would on you. I Great. was worried about the granny lips. Cool. Well, anyway, that's my mini Half review on that. Yeah. Let's now talk about Auric Beauty, which finally arrived. Thank fuck. One whole month later. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I don't even need to ask if I'm orange. <laughs> we purchased the 
facial glow glow serum mm-hmm. from Arc Beauty in selenite. In selenite, and we also purchased the two eyeshadow creams in Defiance and Temper, which were the brown and the I think she called it rose gold yeah. shades. Mm-hmm. Tell me, what did you think? So I haven't tried the rose gold yep. shadow. I only tried the brown one, and I personally haven't worn selenite, but I've tried it on multiple people. Oh, okay. In my kit. Sure. So I didn't get time flew. Not enough days in the week. And I haven't worn enough makeup. So I thought that Selenite would be really similar to the Charlotte Tilbury film star mm. youth glow with a youth glow. Film star Film star film, bronze and glow no, with a touch of no. youthful serum. Hollywood flawless filter with a touch of youthful glow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The Hollywood flawless filter. Yeah. But the texture was much more similar to any sort of liquid highlighter, like from Becca or something that I had tried before. Yep. And... If not it, a little bit thicker, I would say. Yeah. Touch. Yeah. It's lovely. I feel like, personally, the Charlotte Tilbury, and the reason I'm comparing it is because I feel like everyone on the internet has been comparing it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For me, I think the Charlotte Tilbury offers more gleam. Yes. And I feel like when... So the, the way I use the Charlotte Tilbury largely is on the tops of the cheekbones before I apply foundation, and then I might bop a tiny bit over um, after I've finished, and that's exactly how I use the Auric one, but I found that once I'd put the foundation on, there wasn't a whole lot of beam showing through. Yeah. I'm an idiot. I said to Alex, oh, your foundation looks nice today, and she's like, I mixed Auric with it, and I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot to try it as a mixed, so I'll feed back on that, but... For the purposes that I use it, I still prefer my Charlotte Tilbury. I'm not, like, devastated that I bought it, but I probably don't need to own both of those at the same time. Very interesting assessment. I think, yes, they are very different because I think that you could not apply the Charlotte Tilbury Hollywood Flawless Filter with a touch of youth glow. <laughs> All over your- for Hollywood Flawless, for Hollywood youth, Youthful Glow? Anyway, I'm so anyway, sorry. I don't think that you could apply that all over your face with skincare only and leave the house without looking like a tin man. Would I be correct in saying so? Probably. Yeah. But people do. I mean, I've seen people on the internet do that, but I wouldn't recommend it for most regular people. I guess if you do a little bit of concealer over the top to dull it down a little bit, but you're right, without nothing, it's a bit much. My Auric Beauty with skincare only makes you look very well nourished. Like, Mm. it's a very nice, very natural skin product and applied under something like a MAC face and body in a very light application. Yeah. When you wear it all over the face, I think it shines through beautifully. Like, it Mm -hmm. just gives you a radiance but it's not something you would i agree with you it's not something that i would purchase if i were like i want to look celestial i want to look like i'm beaming from the heavens i don't think it's going to do that for you and i yeah that's all that i have to say about it but i do really like it mixed in with foundation it's a beautiful mixing medium because Mm -hmm. it has a nice uh it's got a nice level of thickness to it where it doesn't like thin out a foundation too much it just gives it a nice glow yeah yeah um, the only other thing I would say is that it doesn't have, like, any coverage to it. Not that no. I thought it would, but the Hollywood Flawless Filter has, like, a weird slight amount of coverage to it. Like, mm. it's a very, very sheer, very, very sheer foundation or something. And yeah. the, the Auric definitely has a clear base to it. Yeah. Oh, and one other thing I want to say about it is that I disagree with the claim that it's a very flexible shade. I would go so far as to say that when I was fake tan to the wedding, that it would be almost too fair. I I reckon I could have easily gone the next shade up at like a medium tan, medium golden tan colour. Yeah, I have a bit of a tan at the moment and I felt like, yeah, because I was going to do the lightest. Oh, you I was going to get like Moonlight or whatever it was called. Yeah, Pyrite was the one darker and I think that we could have gone that. Particularly if it's a mixing with foundation Mm. thing rather than applying to the high points. Yes. Um, So yeah, in hindsight, I could have gone bronzier. And because it would probably be nice on the body and stuff as yeah. well. And also, I didn't want to buy a shade that was, like, similar to my Charlotte Tilbury. Mm. My Charlotte Tilbury is, like, a little bit dark for me when I'm fair. So I kind of went with that, but, like, I probably could have gone yeah. darker than the Charlotte Tilbury instead of lighter. Whatever, it's fine. I'll use it, and I'll figure out the way that I like it. I haven't used it enough to, to know how I like it yet. Yeah. It also did bop over the top of foundation nicely without going weird. I almost yeah. never use liquid highlighters over the top of foundation because I find that they p- pick it pull up, up yeah. or separate. 
Um, that's why I prefer creams, but it didn't do that. Yep. Very good. And onto the eyeshadows. Yep. I found them to be very beautiful. Both of the shades were... Uh, the brown, I will say, was not a unique shade. I think it looked exactly like Bronze Moon from... By Terry. Thank you. It had a tiny, tiny bit less cool tone to it. Tiny, tiny. The texture of them, I would say, is unique. I wouldn't call them a cream. They're a fucking mousse. They are 100% a mousse. And they are so difficult to pick up with a flat application brush. Oh, I just used my finger. But mine had come away from the sides same. quite a bit. Mine had like almost shrunk, shrunk. in its pot a little yeah. bit. Yeah, mine had done no, the same. No beef. It didn't look like it had dried out, but I was shocked that it wasn't filling the pan at day zero. Yeah, to describe the texture, I would almost... Uh, it's Dream Matte Mousse. Yeah, it is. It's Dream Matte Mousse. I wanted to put it in a similar category to like Colourpop Super Shock Shadow, but it's not because they're bouncy mm. and the mousse is not bouncy like I stuck the lid in it accidentally and I was like no I've ruined it forever and then you could just literally push it back together like and putty. it was fine like a putty yeah it reminds me of you know how there's those like glitter gels that you can find where they're sort of like that texture where it's like not a solid not a liquid like they're they're glitter and you I'm trying to think of what brand like a children's craft glitter yeah yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, they've got almost like a gluey. Yes, and yeah. like they used to do them in like body uh, yeah. body glitters too, where it was like a weird, like not a gel, not a mousse, not a liquid. Yeah, you could almost stick your finger in and then take it out, and it would like reform over it, but yeah. you could still spread it like it was a liquid. Yes, yes, yes. It's like that. I agree. Bit strange. You also commented on the fact that both of them had a cool toned reflect about them, which I agree. Yeah, I was shocked at how cool toned they were. I was also shocked particularly for the bronze one, I thought that I'd flipped the lids. Same, originally, yeah. And I'm not mad at it upon reflection, but the topper that comes on top of the bronze eyeshadow is much lighter than the bronze eyeshadow. Yeah. And that gives a nice multi-dimensional look, so I'm not really mad about that. I probably don't need another bronze shimmer in my life. Mm. But I was shocked that they were not the same tone top and bottom by yeah. any means. I agree. I want to comment on the fact that in person, it's... Very much more like a glitter, but not like a chunky glitter. It do definitely doesn't didn't cause any fallout or anything like that. But in photos, it looks iridescent. Like, it's mm. very a very seamless glow, which is beautiful. Yeah. I also wanted to comment on the fact that the packaging is pure luxury. Yeah. I think that she did a phenomenal job of that. And it's the first makeup product that I've received in a really long time from a new brand where I had no basis to go off that I've been like, wow, yeah. what a really nice product that I'm very proud to own. Like, I just felt like that was a nice, very nice product. Yeah. Also, final thing, she's never commented on how the launch went. She never posted on her YouTube being like, I'm so great, like, grateful and what a great job. And I don't know why. I really feel like she's trying to separate herself from it now that it's launched, in a way. Hmm. Because why has she not gone screaming from the rooftops being like, great job, everyone. We sold amazing Auric, you know? Maybe. It's yeah. just a bit different for an influencer. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Um, the cream shadows I found hardly creased. I didn't use an eye primer and I really found that it did not crease, which gives me hope. I really Ooh. wished I really wished there was a matte one because I'm like, I could use this every day. I really feel like it did not crease, which is absolutely shocking. And the glitter topper, I found by the end of the day, I had it on for like 12 plus hours. I had a tiny bit of fall down on my okay. cheek, but much less than I would have with other glitter toppers. Yeah. And because of that weird moussey texture, I found it really easy to blend. I only used my fingers and it had like no harsh lines. Very mm -hmm. easy to wear, very long wearing. Great, fine formula. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. The purple one or the rose gold one was also really... Purple. Well, it threw purple on me because yeah. everything does. Yeah. Um... Granny face. <laughs> Seriously though, it did throw purple on me and it looked almost like a really interesting, like I wasn't wearing eyeshadow, but I had kind of like deep set looking depth to my eyes mm, nice. it was nice and it was almost a bit see-through like the brown one definitely was quite opaque but the but buildable right i had to do a couple of layers same yeah but the rose gold one definitely looked more see-through on first application like almost like it wasn't really there when i blended it out and i was like did that just blend away to nothing yeah so yeah but that's because of that weird moussey texture i feel like you can blend them out to nothing yes they're so weird but great Mm -hmm. Not sad about it. We'll probably, like, because of this experience and the quality of the products, I think I will definitely be interested in buying more from her as the collection grows. Yeah. 
What's your favorite of the week? Dang, these products are so good. What's the deal? Well, I can't talk about it because I think it's going to be an upcoming product trial. But let's just say it's an upcoming product trial and I can't talk about it. My beauty fave is the Liberty Bell. I almost did a Liberty Bell favorite this week and I actually didn't bring it with me because I was like, I can't talk about my Liberty Bell facial and then talk about my favorite Liberty Bell product because it's getting out of control, but you've done it. Great. Sorry. It's the Heartfelt Gentle Rose Cream Cleanser. Okay. So you I got talked about this when you got it? Yeah, because I got it as a freebie in my order for That's size right. cleanser and I was like, sick. And then I mentioned that it was really similar to the Ren Evercalm cleanser. Yes. But like two to three times the price. Mm. But I found myself reaching for this over the Ren cleanser. Mm. I really enjoy it. I like the pump. It's just really lovely. It's a nice AM cleanser. If you've only got sunscreen on, you can use that with a black flannel and use it twice. And I find it's fine to remove. It's really lovely. The only bad thing about it is that it smells a bit um, rosy... Turkish Delighty, but I've really gotten over it. I don't smell it as much anymore. It's not nearly as strong as that rose drunk elephant smell. And the only, again, the only other bad thing about it is that it's expensive, but it's really lovely. And the Wren sits there in the shower and I keep reaching for this over the Wren. I'll be happy when this runs out, I'll be happy to use the Wren, but I'll be tempted to rebuy it, that's for sure. They used it on me when I had my facial. It was lovely. I really loved the smell, but I don't mind a little bit of a rosy scent because it reminds me of lipsticks. And I just want to say, the way that they removed my makeup, not that I was wearing much, but I did yeah. have like a little bit of face on because I'm a ghost otherwise. Yeah. The way that they removed my face with that was so interesting because they had these like damp cotton pads that were damp enough that they weren't drooping, oh, no. but they beautifully, yeah. I wouldn't even call them, I don't think they were cotton pads. They might have even been like a specifically designed, you know what they felt more like, like a medical like gauze. Yeah, yeah. But they were just so soft. Yeah, yeah. And as they took off my foundation, I was like, oh, can you remove my makeup every day, please? That's lovely. Yes. Yeah. Great. I forgot that I did bring a beauty fave with me because I couldn't talk about the other one. So I brought this instead. And I know I've talked about it in the past, but I wanted to talk about it again. Loving Tan uh, packaging. Spoiler. <laughs> it's like tries to be luxe but in a way that's so tacky it's a bit two-faced it is yeah it's like vintage two-faced yeah yeah it's a bit foul it's a bit foul they can definitely do an update but it's the deluxe gradual tan in the shade dark i love using gradual tan and this is dark enough that i can put it on once and not be too it's not light it's not so light that I have to try it for, like, apply it for three yes. days and be pale for two before I can yep. go out in public. Yes, I can go out in public after one. And it's just the best, and it removes so nicely because I hate removing their regular fake tan. It's mm-hmm. so dry that it's, like, 85 layers deep in your skin, and yeah. you will scrub until you bleed, and then you'll still have fake tan yeah. on. This, much easier to remove. Very lovely. So nice. Very much love. Also, pimple butt update. Still no pimples on butt. A whole week. That's good. I think it's the zinc soap, guys. I'm really loving it. If you've got pimple butt issues, I'm more than happy to send you a link to it on no Amazon. No has that. <laughs> Don't be mean. Yes, they do. I'm not alone. Actually, it's not a helmet. It's a hairnet. It has extra room so you don't mess up your hairdo. What's your non-beauty fave? My non-beauty fave this week was Samantha Ravindol's episode of her live that no one can ever watch, so I won't talk about it from this morning. I caught, like, four minutes of it. But she spoke too slow. I couldn't listen to it on my run. Oh, that's annoying. You know, You know, there are too many gaps. She waits. Uh, And it was also, this is such a random one, but it was Alyssa Anderson, who she does the podcast with. She did a YouTube video because she's not an... Oh, she's kind of of quasi-influencer. Yeah, quasi-influencer status because of her podcasting with Sam, I think. Over the last two years, she's gone through this journey of, like, quitting alcohol. She was definitely an alcoholic, and she has a lot of chronic health conditions. A lot of, I assume, were exacerbated by her alcoholism. And she has, over the course of the last couple of years, become more into the fitness scene and Mm. lost weight. And... People kept asking her, when are you going to post about your transformation? We all want to know about it. Can you do a YouTube video? She produced the most eloquently documented 
experience of her transforming her lifestyle, her health, her mindset, Mm -hmm. and none of it had to do with her weight. Mm. She was like, this has been a two-year transformation in me growing as a person. And she's like, you know, I'm not going to lie, when I started this journey, my goals in my mind were that I wanted to lose weight. Like, I'd always been a fit and healthy and very active person who participated in a lot of group sports. And I stopped doing that when I, like, got a job and became an alcoholic and, like, Mm -hmm. all of those things. And then she starts talking about how she became really... She really enjoyed going back to the gym because she liked... She was like, I got on a treadmill and I... I didn't think that I could ever run. And then I ran. And mm-hmm. then I thought, I wonder if I can run a bit further. And then I, she's like, and I learned about challenging myself and how I could be excited about fitness again. Anyway, I just think like there's a lot of people who put out content that's under the disguise of health and like a great mindset when it's just about the fact that they lost weight. But that <coughs> wasn't <coughs> Yeah, but that wasn't the focus of her yeah. video at all. And she like did a trigger warning at the start and was like, if you're not in the right mindset mm-hmm. to watch this video right now, don't go away. Yep. Come back when you're ready. You'll come back when you're like, you know, in a better state of mind. Anyway, I thought it was really lovely content. And like, whilst it was a lot to listen to her talk for an hour about her health and fitness transformation, wow. I did it because it was interesting. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that was a, that's my recommendation for this week. <laughs> I've got two. Yes. One is Superstore on Netflix. Oh, I haven't heard of it. Oh, it's got the chick from Ugly Betty in it. Yeah. Um, Ameri- wow. America Ferrera. Yeah. yeah I, her name didn't come to me and I had to go back to Ugly Betty as a reference even though she's been in so many things. Yeah. It's really, it's good. So I didn't realise, I started watching it. It's What's it about? It's actually five years old. Okay. And it's about a superstore. Like it's about like a kind of Target style mm. store. And it's just got like funny characters. Think like... The Office or, like, um, Parks and Rec kind mm-hmm. of Shit's Creek-ish vibes. Mm-hmm. But it's five years old and it's... Still good? Considering it's five years old, I thought it was set now. Okay. Because it's, like, they make sort of jokes about people being racist and, like... Yeah. It, it's a very diverse cast and, like, it could be a very 2020 show and it's not. And I'm like, yep. oh, how refreshing. It was just authentically... Diverse. Yeah. Like, how nice. Um, Yeah, it's really funny. And I thought it might be a background viewing show for a while. First Mm. couple of eps, once you get in, you start to know the characters. Very Mm. good. And my other favourite is a podcast. It is the Recipe Club podcast with David Chang. How do you absorb so much food content? I just don't know. (laughs) (sighs) I don't know. I don't know how you're not a chef. You're like... Ratatouille. <laughs> you're like you're learning by observation by immersing yourself in this experience. And are you going to become a Michelin star chef? No, I'm not going to become a chef. But like, are you? Will you become a rat? <laughs> it does make me reflect on the fact that like I really rebelled against becoming a teacher or a food scientist because I didn't want to do what my mum or my dad did. And like, I probably should have just been a food scientist. Yeah, probs. And then you are about to marry one. What's wrong with you? He's not. But he's not actually a food scientist. He works as a food scientist, but it's not like he studied. Like, when it comes to things like, is this food off? Or, like, does this go with that? Or, like, what does this need? More acidity. It's me, not Brenton, the food scientist. Oh, interesting. He should at that. Together would be great. Mm. Anyway, David Chang, if you don't know, is a Korean-American chef. He is very intelligent. He's quite dry. Mm -hmm. And he owns the Momofuku. Oh, Chains yeah, in America. Yeah. Anyway, Brenton is a massive David Chang guy. And for some reason, he always, like you, bullies me for the amount of food content I watch. And he's like, oh, I don't want to watch Bon Appetit. But, like, he introduced me to David Chang. And, like, it's okay for him to like David Chang. Anyway, his <laughs> podcasts are great. And the Recipe Club podcast, there's him, another guy, and then there's a rotating guest. Mm. And they have either... A classic recipe, so it started with chicken palm, or they'll do an ingredient, mm. like rice, and all three of them have to bring a recipe, and they all cook it, and then they vote on which preparation or recipe is the best. Oh. And that sounds kind of interesting. It's, it's really sh- good. But it's a... You said it was a podcast. It is a podcast. So you listen to them make a meal? No, you listen to them talk about the meals that they made. Oh. Okay. Anyway, I was driving home... But do they listen- taste it? On the show? On the podcast? No. Oh. They've already eaten it. How do they vote? On whose is the best? Because there's three of them and they vote, like, they'll be like, oh, I didn't like mine, but I liked yours. And it's just... Oh, so they eat each other's. 
before they all, go all on the three of them cook all three dishes before they've done the podcast. Oh, and then yeah, yeah, no, sorry, yeah. I just didn't clarification. I didn't. I, didn't I thought it was like Master Chef. Yeah, no. Okay. And then I was listening to the rice episode, mm-hmm. and then before I knew it, I was in the Woolworths car park, and then when I got in the car, I had five bags of rice. Five. Five. Four. Why Four. did you need so many? Because they were just talking about so many diverse rices. Okay. And very I good. Like, oh. I have glutinous rice at home, oh. which is such an interesting ingredient that I very rarely use to cook with. Mm. But, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just taking up space. I don't know where this was going. <laughs> anyway, I love rice. And now I want to buy a rice cooker. So if you've got any rice cooker recommendations. All of them are exactly the same and they're all great. Well, Jenny's mum told me that I had to go to Box Hill at the shop outside the post office. Ah! But then Jenny's mum said, is she white? And then Jenny said yes. And then Jenny's mum said, well, tell her she can go to Kmart. (laughs) I'm like, I didn't text my Korean friend to be told if she's white, she can shop at Kmart. I wanted the authentic one. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, I want a rice cooker, but just a small one, just like three to five cups. I really thought that they were all the same. Like, I've had a couple of rice cookers in my life, and, like, honestly, it's just a hot plate under a bowl. Like, I don't know how difficult it could be. Okay. But maybe I'm wrong. Someone out there, prove me wrong, please. Prove me wrong. And... I hate to be racist, but I kind of only want to hear from the non-white listeners. Oh. If you're Persian, if you're Asian, maybe if you're Spanish, who else hits a lot of rice? I don't know that Spanish people use rice cookers. They probably don't. They use pans. <laughs> Fine. Only if you're Persian or Asian. <laughs> what about Indian? Oh, of course. But they kind of cook more long grain. I'm not a huge long grain gal. I love a long grain. I pick a short grain over a like, basmati any day. But also any Indian or Sri Lankan listeners, you're welcome to weigh in on this. <laughs> So sorry. All right, everybody. Uh, non-beauty fave. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my Wait, God. No, what is snack, it? Snack, 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 snack. Just took it to my veins. We were talking about rice and I thought we were there. Yeah, same. Oh, my God. I've got two again, but I'll be really quick. Yeah, I don't have one, so great. Oh, really? I can't eat anything at the moment. I'm, all I'm eating is supplements and health. Uh, it's really sad. Your skin looks good for it. Really? I think it's just the auric because it's not that good at the moment. Okay. My um, first favourite is a vegan veggie burger. A, ve- a vegan burger. A vegan veggie burger. Duh. Yep. And I mean, it could be made of only soy, which comes from beans. Anyway. Soy doesn't always come from beans. What are you talking about? Anyway. Carry on. Yeah, okay, yeah. Did you see where I'm going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It could, might not have a veggie. Yep. Um, Thank you. Thanks for clarifying that. <laughs> it's from Bosch.tv. I actually saw the recipe because the Anna Edit posted about it a while ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like a sweet potato and black bean burger. Yeah. Yum. It's really yummy. It's nice and savory. It doesn't taste too much just like potato or sweet potato like every veggie burger does. Yeah. It uses leftover brown rice. <laughs> Oh, leftover brown rice. That's interesting. Like, you have to have pre-cooked brown rice. Yeah. Or I actually don't tell David Chang, but I had to use a microwavable packet because I didn't have any rice left, which is why I did such a big rice shop. Anyway. I'm calling David Chang right now. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I use brown rice and quinoa in mine. I actually use pumpkin instead of sweet potato, so I really fucked with the recipe. It's delicious. These burgers, even if you're not vegan, even if you're not vegetarian, you should try them. Brenton very much enjoyed them. They have a meaty-like texture due to the rice grittiness yeah, in them. I like that. And it's like... Black beans, sweet potatoes, rice, shit that you've always got in your house. So this yeah. is a perfect, like, I've got nothing to make for dinner thing. Great. Very good. Can you put the recipe in the show notes, please? Yeah, I'll share it. Thanks. And then my second favorite is the gluten-free precinct, gluten-free wraps. Oh, I didn't talk about, I do have a snack. Okay. It's the GF precinct. Yeah. Hot cross buns. Oh, yum. This have they got fruit so in them? good. They've got fruit in them and they've also got... That's not good for you. You wouldn't eat a caramel twirl, but you'll eat dried fruit. Yeah, it's not gluten. I mean, well, neither is caramel twirl. But that's sugar anyway. So it's dried fruit. <laughs> you have weird food rules. I ate them before I was on the strict okay. food thing, but then I did eat one on day one of strict food thing, and I wrote. You got to ease your way in. I wrote in my notes. I was like, I'm not throwing these out. They're expensive. Because <laughs> I was like, when I print this out and give it to the person who's reading it, and they're going to be like, shouldn't have eaten a hot cross bun, and I'm going to be like. Bitch, they're $13 for six. I'm going to eat them. How shameful is it when you have to document your food? It's the worst. You know, and it makes you like double think and then you're like... And they're like, document your water intake. And I'm like, I actually don't even know how to quantify how much water I drink every day. What do you want me to write down every time I have a glass or a sip? Like, 
Mine's just like... I'm not buying one of those giant bottles. That's silly. 4am, Skull's giant glass of water. Rest <laughs> of the day, doesn't drink. You're that all. meme. I'm Why are you meme. all of the shameless memes this week? I don't know. I'm on brand for them. Um, okay, well, gluten-free precinct is good. The wraps, yes, you yes. can fold them. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely unheard of. Groundbreaking. I've been making tuna melts with them. So oh. yummy. Yum. Yeah. What do you put in your tuna melts? Just tuna and cheese and... I just put whatever I had in the fridge. So, like, tuna, mayo. I had a little bit of the green parts of spring onion, some coriander, spinach. Very I good. used grated cheese and a little bit of sliced gouda. Gouda. Wrapped it up. Sizzled it. And what a delight. Dripped straight down my arm. I think you're going to say, us. <laughs> I don't know why. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Good. That's it. All right, uh, that's us done for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed the chaotic unboxing of our cult beauty beauty bag of beauty goods and beauty things. I don't know if it'll be fun to listen to. It won't be. We'll probably have to cut half of it out. Uh, have a wonderful week, everyone. Thanks for all of the reviews, by the way, that you left us for Lisa's oh, birthday. Yeah. Apple or podcasts or whatever it is. They delay. They delay by like a full week. So thank you for those. That was really lovely. That was really lovely. And we, yeah, got a lot of reviews that week. So if you'd like to leave us some more. And can you fess up whoever the one that sounds like my spirit animal and I need to be best friends? She was like, I love dogs. I love Bon ATG something, something, something. Who are you? I love you. Let's be friends. (laughs) Anyway. Great. Bye. Bye, everyone. See you later. Have a great week. 